That's the weird thing about this. We do technically at this moment while you're listening to this show, probably <laughs> have a horse running for the Triple Crown still. Number three, Medina Spirit, nine to five. Bob Baffert, morning line favorite. This horse did win the Kentucky Derby. Asterisk, still. We're still waiting to find, obviously find out how that's going to shake down. But as of now, and until proven otherwise, he is the horse that is going for the Triple Crown. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets, racingdudes.com, for all of your needs, racingdudes.com, for all of your leads, racingdudes.com, for all of your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch, there an Alterman, this is Blinkers Off, what's up dude? What's up? Show number three, here I am, I'm back again, I've learned a lot uh, today, learned a lot. Yeah, this you should be like uh, you know in all cylinders at this point of the, of the day, right? Or maybe the the opposite. Yeah, no, I'm on fumes. But listen, I learned that Ricky is going to Boston this weekend to take care of some business, as he put it. So, um, Ooh, so that did, might be a, I think might Ricky be a, might be in the mob. Seriously, the might be a fight. Might be a fight brewing. Yeah, I think he's in the mob. I think he's got connections to something. I don't know. He's a little strange, but. Uh, yeah, so he's going to Boston, and then I learned what read the tea leaves means on the Magic Mike show, and we talked about the bell curve on the Magic Mike show, so it's been a, it's been a long day, Jared. Wow. The bell curve. What'd you learn about the bell curve? Uh, Samich made a statement, and it was the following. Joel Rosario's bell curve is high. <laughs> Still don't know what it means. So, so he's on the, like, he's at the very top right now. He's going to go down again? Is that, what, is that what he's thinking? I don't know. Boy, you know, sophisticated shows you're on. This is just, we just kind of get to bullshit, you know? Like, we just kind of talk about who we like in a race and then, uh, you know, do some bullshit between, the in between. But we don't, you know, we don't we don't get too technical on this show. No, the bell curve. Uh, and, and, and like I say, I really, the most interesting thing was Ricky taking care of some business in Boston. I I, I don't know on that one. Did you ask? Did, did you ask or was it like, no? I he kind of gave the vibe of don't ask, so <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> I feel like, you think he's killed a man before? I mean, I feel like maybe maybe he has. Or at least he knows, I think he probably knows someone that has. Yes. Yes to both. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, if you guys, uh, you know, it's Preakness. It's Preakness week, if you guys didn't know. Um, it's been a hell of a week. It's been probably the weirdest week of all time leading up to one of these Triple Crown races. Uh, obviously the, the headlines are Bob Baffert, you know, we didn't know if he was going to run, if he had horses, if, you know, if they were going to pass a test, if they did run, I mean, it's just been a nightmare from every, uh, every regard in terms of just the idea of the sport, but also from a handicapping standpoint of trying to figure out who the hell is going to be in this race. So looks like he passed the, the first test, right? Uh, they pat the horses passed the first test. Uh, we'll see. I, I honestly, it's like, 
I don't ever even understand how they're in the race, um, really. So I'm just like, well, whatever. I, I, I didn't expect, at this point in the game, I don't expect them to fill a test. You wouldn't think. Um, I, 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 my, my wife asked a very good question. It's like, how the hell are we testing them and getting them back so quick now, but a split sample takes four weeks to get back? I thought that was a really good question. <laughs> what is the deal here? It's, it's like you, you can test them and, and get it back in a day? Oh, okay. Well, they got to get it out of the drain and the other one. That's why they. That's why it takes so long. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Good point. You got to suck yeah. it up out of the drain and then redo it. You know, so that's why they. Right. No, I mean that's a great question. No one knows. Like it's just like you kind of expect. <laughs> well, they will probably know something by the Preakness, and then you're like, well, it might be summer. You know, it might might be July, uh, at this point. Ah, and then, then like you say, it's like, oh, we can test. Uh, we can test for the Preakness in a day. We can do it in like twelve hours. It's like how. That sounds, I mean, I'm not, I mean, it should, right? It's not rocket science. It, it should, I mean, you should be able to get a pretty, you know, instant test, right? So, uh, yeah, at this point, we're just kind of like, whatever, right? I mean, you got anything, I think that's how you and I are. It's just like, well, I mean, they're obviously not going to do anything about it. I, I, I do think, based off the rules, not to get too much into it, because I know we've covered it a ton, but based off the rules, I do, I do, I do think that he Medina Spirit is going to be DQ'd for the Kentucky Derby. I do think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but, after, uh, after the admission of yeah, we use this cream, which come on, but let's let's pretend that's true, and that that's almost an admission of hey, if another positive test comes back, you know, quote unquote, the cream caused it, and and we can't really do much. We've kind of punted on trying to get that Derby win back if that test comes back positive. So you're right. I think he will be DQ'd. Um, I'm skeptical that he really actually starts in the Preakness. I still think we're going to get a mystery illness injury of some sort uh, where he doesn't go. But listen, as of now, he's still in. So we'll talk about like he is. And I have no sources that say he's not going to be. So that's just me just being speculative. But uh, just, just yeah, a feeling, um, just a feeling, you just know, a feeling. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to know. It definitely feels that way. Right. I mean, are you gonna be shocked if he like pulls a muscle Saturday? Like the rash spreads, I think is the, is the is the issue. Um, no, and that's the thing about it. Like, and I I think like the fact that you, the the excuse was the cream should give you everything you need to know about the guilt of it being not the cream. Because if if like I don't even know, you know, like small time trainers that would pull that, they would know better. It's we're talking about at this time at that time six time. Kentucky Derby winning trainer Bob Bat. I mean, it's like I think we're gonna know that that's gonna prob you know probably be a no go. Um, yeah. And so it's like it's an easy way to mask it in a way to be like, yeah, that's in that drug. Yes, that makes sense. But why they would ever pull that? And like two days before that, he had no idea what the drug was. Although Gamine had tested positive for it earlier in the year or last year, whenever it was. And then it's like, now he doesn't know what it is. And then all of a sudden he does know what it is. And it's it's just like, dude, it's it's just unbelievable at this point. So um, let's see. We got a question here. Jen's pro probability of both MS and uh, basically Medina Spirit and Constituer do not finish in the money at the Preakness. I mean, I don't think it's total, like, I don't think it's totally unlikely. Like, uh, you can get, if you can get great odds on that, I would take it. I wish you and I, you you and I agree with Medina. We'll talk about the race, obviously, in detail. Where Medina's like all or nothing, right? You kind of feel like that, anyways. Like he's gonna run really well, 
or he's going to be up the track. And then we still don't really know with concert tour, not to give away anything, but um, we don't know what if if the if the what the what the Arkansas Derby was a teller. Was it a teller of what he is, or was it just a absolute just toss? Yeah, uh, I I don't think that probability is that great and the reason being is i don't think the horses are any good in this race so like they could run poorly and one of them still hit the board um and if they run well then i don't see any chance that they're not going to hit the board so i I don't think i don't think the odds are great but it's definitely possible given everything that's going on i mean you just don't know how they're going to run and i will get into that i'm sure um real quick because i definitely want uh to address these two right here uh, that did nothing to help him win. What are your thoughts on that? I I couldn't I couldn't sit here and give you a, an answer one way or the other. I don't know enough about the anatomy of a horse. I'll say this: we have a scientist in the group, uh, B Money, uh, Brandon Bauer, and and he says it could definitely because twenty one picograms per milliliter of blood is not twenty one picograms period in his whole system. It's per milliliter, so he actually had a lot more than that in his system. That's what he told me. I'll listen to him. Right. He don't know anything about the anatomy of a horse and if that helped or not. But uh, and it's also not accounting for what's been soaked into the, you know, the, the also, body. I don't think anybody on this feed, being me and you, really believe that that's what was in the horse's system. So correct, <laughs> correct. I would. My answer would be I don't necessarily think that necessarily helped him win. I think the other drugs that were in the system did. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, let's see. What is about, let's, let's get to the, because obviously a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the Preakness, of course, in full detail, and we're also going to talk uh, the undercard a little bit because it's a huge card on Saturday. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, <clears throat> real quick before I get the best thing you saw, like how did you kind of get, because I know a lot of people, you know, with this week being so weird, I mean, what are your, like how are you going into this race or this weekend to kind of be like, all right, I mean, are you just basically just saying, you know what? There, you almost have to approach it like Bob Baffert. This didn't happen. You just were here to to pick winners. From a handicapping standpoint, yeah, uh, you have to because that's that's your job. Your job is to handicap the races and, and, and cash tickets and pick winners. So you kind of have to, when you're handicapping, just forget about it and don't try to say, oh, I'm going to root against this guy and not pick any of these horses because, you know, he's got a couple that are going to win. I don't know if it's going to be in the, in the Preakness specifically or not, but – like Hozier, I think that horse is going to win. Uh, beautiful gift in the black-eyed Susan, you know, looks pretty tough. Obviously, he's got the two favorites in the Preakness, and I'm going to handicap him like Bob Baffert's training him, and they're going to run usually how they run. <laughs> I mean, that, that's all I can do until proven otherwise. Now, if we get there this weekend and all these horses run terrible, then maybe we're going to say, uh-oh, something's, something's up. But as of now, you got to take them for what they are. And trust me, I I went through this personally. Uh, it was right, you know, around. Yeah, it, it was earlier in the year, and not with this case, but I I'd gotten to where I got so sour on Baffert that I was using it, and not, you know, and I didn't want him to win, so I was handicapping that way, and that was obviously and like Samish says Baffert's two to one pays the same as another two to one and exactly and it's exactly right fine and honestly as Halsman he like he's like I get it I was with you I felt the same way but listen you know it is what it is you still got to pick a winner you still got to and it's like we have to just it is what it is and we're going to find out in a second who we who we picked but 
to that point, yeah, I agree, Samich. I mean, that's ultimately what you had, and I agree, Ultimate's like, you just have to go into this being like, it's the same Baffert, right? It's, yep. Until otherwise, until we know otherwise, that's just how you got to look into this weekend, um, that it's the same as it's always been. So um, he's got two horses in the race. They're probably both going to have big shots to win. All right, best thing you saw, Dave. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, I think the kind of the funniest thing, my mom usually watches this show, so I'm going to shout her out real quick. So we, we go on, uh, you know, with the, with the serious Mad Dog Sports, we're, we're on there a lot. And listen, I'm not saying it's like the biggest deal ever, but it's a big deal to be on that show. It's a big audience and stuff like that. And so I always will tell her and she'll be like, oh, like, I, I don't care about that. So I was on our local radio station, right? I was on the uh, it's called the sports Re- or sports reporters on the jock. It's a it's a local station. I'm not saying it's, like it, a, it's, a it's an ESPN station. affiliate, but it's it's very local. Yes, very local. So I was talking to her and I said, "Hey, I was on the jock." She went nuts. She was like, well, "You were on the jock?" <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just funny. Like in her world, that is a much bigger deal than the serious XM thing. I was just, I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious. I've been laughing about it for a couple of days now. It's like, yeah, it was like there probably was a hundred people was like, you know, like more people to listen to our podcast that listen to that segment, you know, but it's not yeah, to, like you say, you, I mean, millions fun, of people but, listen to the, the XM stuff. And, uh, you yeah. know, and I mean, but these, they, they love Ned Reynolds, you know, Ned Reynolds. That's Ned Reynolds. The guy. I love Ned Reynolds. Was, I told, I the same way I told my dad, I was like, Hey, uh, one of us is going to be on the jock later. And uh, he's like, Oh my gosh, you know, like all right, I'll I'll, I'll listen, yeah. you know. I'm like, all right. Oh yeah, my job, man. Up and I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> I loved it. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's just like, that's what you're excited about. Like it was crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, you know what? You did a good job, and I'll be honest. It was, uh, it was. Uh, I thought it was entertaining. Like I. Being, yeah. I kind of went into it with low expectations, but to be honest, you know, being that we do a ton of these interviews, I thought. For two guys that necessarily aren't, you know, big time sports people like like we're used to, you know, getting interviewed by. I mean, I was like, hey, they did a pretty good job of oh. asking the right questions considering the kind of the environment we're in right now. Honestly, I thought they were awesome. Yeah, I like I thought it went really good. Yeah, that, like say so yeah, that's not a knock on on them or the, the show. It's just like that's what got you excited. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it was just weird. <laughs> anyway, what's best thing you saw? <laughs> Oh, best thing I saw has got to be. I, I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned this to me privately, at least. How about uh, about week one of the NFL season? Do you have to see that schedule yet, my friend? Yeah. Yes, yes. Chiefs welcoming welcoming your Browns into Arrowhead Stadium week one, and it's another it's a late afternoon game as well. So that's gonna be. We might have to make a trip to Arrowhead that day. I'm just saying. That would be fun. As a Browns fan, you're not quite as excited about it. <laughs> you're no, like, that's shit. The thing. like, that's why I haven't mentioned it. Because it's like, oh, no, great. I, we start off 0-1. Awesome. Now, I do think it, I mean, you might have it. Because I think, I do think early in the season, the Chiefs are going to have some, you know, growing pains with that new line and things of that nature. So, I, I mean, if the Browns have a shot, maybe it is early in the year. But I do think the Browns are going to be like a, well, shit, what is it? An 18-week season this year, right? So, mm-hmm. like, what are you going to say? Like, 12 and... Six, thirteen, and five. Used to say, I know my my my, my brain my brain is not gonna. I'm gonna screw that up many many times because I'm my I always know like if I say fourteen or whatever, I know that the other number immediately. So that's gonna really throw me off big time. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, thirteen, three, twelve, four, eleven, five. Okay, so yeah, it is. It's seventeen games, so that's yeah. that's gonna make it even harder. 
That's going to make it, because that's an odd number. So now I'm just going to be all screwed up with the 17 games. How about just 17-0? I mean, that's pretty much what I'm thinking with the Chiefs. So, uh, what, about, what about the Dolphins? I mean, this is, is this the year, Samich? I mean, I'm thinking this is the year. I know, isn't he? A, he's a Dolphins fan, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could ask what Magic thinks, but we'd have to ask for like half the NFL teams. So true, true yeah. Um, you know, Steelers, he's, 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 he's ready. <laughs> Eleven and six in playoffs. Uh, all right, we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, that's you know, obviously it, it's great. To, I, I'm thinking. Sounds like like I think the NFL is going to be like a full on you know fans in the stands kind of a. We're going to have like a first you know, back to normal, so to speak, with the NFL. So that's going to be great. And obviously that can't get here soon enough with, mm-hmm. with uh, you know, last year, even though we were back, it just it was weird. I mean, the Chiefs were one of the only stadiums that had any fans in the stands, you know. So um, obviously having that back, we can't wait, or I can't wait anyways. And uh, uh, we're going to that game. Just you may as well just book that. So Sounds good. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's get to today's show. We're going to preview the $1 million Preak Mistakes at Pimlico Racecourse, then we're going to some Ratfire selections for some of the undercard stakes action Saturday at Pimlico. Let's go! They're up in the Preakness! All right, let's go to Pimlico on Saturday, the main event, the second leg of the Triple Crown Race 13, the Preakness Stakes, grade one with a million dollars for three-year-olds, going one and three-sixteenth miles. Of course... We do have, that's the weird thing about this. We do technically at this moment, while you're listening to this show, probably have a horse running for the Triple Crown still. Number three, Medina Spirit, nine to five. Bob Baffert, morning line favorite. This horse did win the Kentucky Derby, asterisk, still. We're still waiting to find, obviously find out how that's going to shake down. But as of now, and until proven otherwise, he is the horse that is going for the Triple Crown. He also has his stablemate, number 10, Concert Tour at 5-2, drew, drew to the outside. Uh, Midnight Bourbon, another uh, Kentucky Derby runner at 5-1. And that really is it. Like, that's literally your the only horses that are with you know less than 10-1 to 1 odds. So it's really kind of a, if you're going outside of those horses, you're, you're getting, you're just automatically getting a price. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And then that's kind of the deal right now. You've got to just think, can we get them beat? Um, and what's it going to take to do it now obviously the big caveat is what has happened and how will all his horses show up and run um you, you know and, and I, I think that is definitely worst worst kind of discussing but let's take medina spirit and we had a commenter that said medina spirit is a small horse on short rest um and maybe this horse just won't run well on two two weeks rest and here's the here's the reason why i think medina spirit might not run well, and it doesn't have anything to do with what's happened this week. Bob Baffert kept this horse at Santa Anita all year long. He never shipped the horse out. That's even with the fact that Life Was Good was there, and he knew life that the Medina Spirit could not beat Life Was Good, right? There was no way that was going to happen. He still ran him at, at Santa Anita. Um, and if you look back, there are comments where Bob Baffert says, I'm not quite sure how he'll ship. He's a lightly framed horse and we're just going to kind of keep him at home. So we're not really sure how he'll ship. Now Medina spirit comes back on two weeks rest. He didn't get to fly to Pimlico. They had to van him up and maybe he just bounces off that derby performance. I I think there's a possibility that happens. Even if none of this would have happened uh, this week, 
Medina Spirit definitely, because of all that I kind of laid out, seems like a balanced candidate. Could be wishful thinking, but I'm I'm kind of hoping, uh, you know, obviously that that is the case. So Medina Spirit, while I think you got to use, I I did not put this horse to win. Um, to me, it came down to Concert Tour or Midnight Bourbon. Listen, if Superstock can beat Concert Tour, surely Aspusen can do it with Midnight Bourbon, right? I mean. I went Midnight Bourbon on top. Well, there's a couple things to digest there. One, uh, <laughs> one is you have, yeah, I see it, Samich. I, I see it. The bobblehead, the Aspusen bobblehead in the background. <laughs> uh, that's like the old school uh, uh, Aspusen too. He needs to bring that look back. Um, okay, one, and and Mark brought this up. Uh, he's never like you throw out last year's kind of weird year, obviously with the timing and whatnot Baffert's never lost when he's won the derby um with a horse so that's that's like the elephant in the room so to speak because mm-hmm. I'm with you I t- everything you said I completely agree with like he just feels like a horse that and not to mention he ran a like again forget let's just obviously we're going into this was you know you can't it, we're handicapped we're trying to pick a winner so he ran the race of his life in the Kentucky Derby so you've got to bounce that back one more time and do it again, basically. And that's going to be a tall task. So I also don't know that he would run concert tour in this race. If he thought this horse was like a dead set lock, you know what I mean? So I, I get that there was a little pressure from the West to run him. I'm pro- I'm sure with, with, with concert tour, but I just feel like he just, he has the feeling to me, Medina spirit, where you, you kind of know at the top of the stretch, like, it's not his day today, you know, like he's, he's not the same horse as he was in the Derby. And that is again, that's nothing to do with what has gone on, uh, this week. My problem with Midnight Bourbon is he doesn't like to win very much. He, he just, I get it. Like, trust me, I wanted to pick him because he makes a lot of sense. He had an excuse in the Derby. He didn't break well. He still ran really one of the better races, not with those top four horses, uh, in the race. But, you know, you look at the Louisiana Derby, he had every shot to win that race. And, and that's, that's the same you know same distance we're looking at here. Um, he had every shot to win the Risen Star. He did win LeCompte. I give him that. I mean, he, that was... But again, it's just like, I just don't trust him enough in here to win. Now, underneath, like, I think he's a lock play. Second and third spots, lock him. Like, he's, to me, he's going to run. I mean, I expect him to run a good race. And obviously, getting Irad Ortiz... Um, listen, and again, for all the Baffert people that think we're Baffert haters, I just kept going to concert tour and I hate it. I I really hate it, but you, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, a bunch of these horses don't like to win. We we won't even talk about Ram, but Ram, you know, Ram likes to win lately. Keep me in mind, definitely does not like to win, but he likes to, you know, chunk up there. Medina Spirit, up until the Derby, really didn't necessarily like to win. Crowded Trade, didn't like to win. Doesn't like to win. Midnight Bourbon, talked about him. Ron Bauer, doesn't. Don't, I mean, the, the Japanese horse that's going to confuse a lot of people and they're going to think the horse is from France. That horse, who knows with that horse. Uh, Unbridled Honor, doesn't like to win. Risk-taking, doesn't like to win. Constitutor, I mean, you throw out the clunker of the Arkansas Derby and this horse, you know, obviously, it, you know, was awesome. So, I'm just to the point where I'm like, okay... I got it. you Baffert like was we thought this horse was like the Derby favorite right before the Arkansas Derby so I'm at the point where it's like I think that he gets a pass he's 
he's got to run better. I like that Mike Smith, and I honestly think going from the 10 hole, do you kind of see that he's just going to go? Like, he's just going to be like, you know what? We got one shot to win this thing, and that's to go because, like, drawing from the 10 spot, I don't want my horse to, you know, to be wide in that first turn. Just go. Yeah, I I, I uh, Mike Somick said it on the draw show that we did. He's like, I actually lo- love the 10 for concentrator because it's like you just send as hard as you can from the 10. You clear and you try to save ground in the first turn. And if you send this horse, he's going to go to the front. And that's where he needs to be to win. So he like he li- he liked the 10 hole because it didn't give any options, uh, yeah. you know, other than that. And, and yeah, I'm with you guys. If he's going to win, it's going to be gate to wire. And on the, uh, and on I the flip side, kinda... you know, that Medina, if he's, if you think that, you know, Medina is not right. Cause they're, they're obviously not going to challenge each other from, for the lead at being from the, both of them, Bob Baffert barn. So you, you would think he sits off of it, which is not Medina spirit is game. I mean, that horse wants to be on the lead. That's the problem, right? <laughs> like you got two horses and they both, run their best race when they're on the lead, uh, you know, and they don't have to pass anybody and they can just not let anybody pass in the stretch. So there lies the problem. You got to like, if, if these were trained by two different people, you would think, Oh, this is going to set up to be a speed duel. They're going to bang heads on the front. They're no, not going to, we know that. So what I don't know, I think that's the biggest question mark. And I think you have to read the situation and say, one of two things are going to happen. Medina Spirit's going to get out of the lead, going to get to the rail, and Concert Tour is going to sit off and be the blocker, or they're going to send Concert Tour as hard as they can from the 10. They're going to get the lead with him, and, and Medina Spirit's going to sit off. But head and head, shoulder to shoulder, that's not going to happen, right? I mean, no, nah, you just don't see. There's no like because no matter what, even if they both seem like they're going out of the gate, one of them is going to back off. Um, if for whatever reason Concert Tour, I mean, it's going to be one of those things too with. With you know, with both uh, with you know John and obviously Mike Smith, two you know Hall of Famers, where it's like if 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 concert doesn't break well or whatever, like John will know like I'm going, you know, or vice versa. Like they're gonna be able to, they're definitely not gonna bump you know to to kill each other out on the at the early of start of this race. Where do you see and talking about that? Like let's just pretend that we think concert tour goes Medina, you know gets a nice trip kind of sitting off of him a little bit inside or wherever he ends up. But what do you think Midnight Bourbon's going to do? Because obviously this horse likes to be forwarding place as well. I think he's really interesting. I don't think he's naturally fast enough to be running up there with the Bafferts. So I really think he's going to sit third and only sit, you know, length, length and a half off uh, that pace. And, and with Irad's riding style, I think that's just the most likely scenario, right? I, I, I definitely think – the horse has enough early speed to kind of get himself in the position to where you turn for home. And if he's good enough and if they kind of slow down, he can go get him. But I don't think he's going to get involved with that early pressure. And I don't think he should, to be honest, because I don't think he has any chance if he goes up there and is in its three deep with those three across the track. I, because he's not naturally fast enough to do it. He's going to have to work the whole time when they're, they're a little bit higher cruising speed. I think he's going to get run into the ground a little bit. I, I really just think he sits right there in third, and, and they say, hey, we're either good enough turning for home or we're not. But we're going to give him a shot, and I think that's his best shot to win. Um, I, I would be shocked if he's on the lead. Now, if, if you know one of the Bafferts stumbles out of the gate, doesn't get in position, then you might see – 
Midnight Bourbon go up in pressure, but he's not going to pressure both of them if they're both up there. I definitely do think as well we're going to see uh... – not to say that he's going to, I mean, I think crowded trade will be much more fluidly placed than he was in the Wood Memorial with, especially considering you're getting Castellano on board. I think showing that you know, maybe his best performance was that Gotham race where he kind of, he was a lot closer to the pace. So I, I would expect crowded trade to be closer, um, you know, stock, like a nice stocking position, maybe not as close as Midnight Bourbon, but close. Um, but obviously horses like Keep Me In Mind, um, you know, uh, Ron Bauer, you know, unbridled honor, those horses, risk-taking, those horses seem like they're going to be, you know, towards the, you know, mid to back of the pack. With the one horse, like, that's, I keep kind of, I mean, he's interesting. I just don't know enough about him, but, I mean, considering his dad, I mean, how much are you, how much interest do you have in the uh, Japanese horse? Because, you know, this is a horse that does show some sort of speed, a little bit, has shown it. His daddy's will take charge. He's sitting right here on my wall. So you know that you know you, you, part of me wants this you know wanted to use this horse or pick this horse just based off of that and being like hey new shooter Rosario's on board. I mean he could be he could be one that might press the pace a little bit or at least be in decent position. Um, he could be one that just kind of out finishes the rest and maybe gets third. I I just couldn't get there as far as like a win candidate with him. Just couldn't do it. He's just too many question marks. Total total. Even though he didn't really get position, it was a total non-effort last time out uh, in the UAE Derby. Um, he, he's just not – he's not for me. This type of horse is not for me in the Triple Crown uh, series. You know, well, the they, problem they is, never run well. The problem is you know he's going to get rosario too. I mean, he, he, there's no way he's going to just – he's just going to make him go, go back and then try to make one run and the horse will be a non-factor, so – um but it is interesting and you know we'll take charge obviously is you know got very close to our hearts so um be awesome to see that horse i wonder have you seen this horse like what's he look like does he look like his dad no well coloring wise yes but he's he's much smaller than (laughs) yeah well most most horses are (laughs) most horses are yeah for sure um how do you okay so let's you know obviously uh the wagering guide go get that right now at racing dudes uh, dot com where we, we, we do the same thing with the, the live bankroll. Uh, we've been really good the last three times we've done it. Uh, we had a hard time with this race when we were doing the guy, you know, coming up with our, our bets last night. Cause you know, we just couldn't, it's a tough race. And, you know, I saw some, you know, Christopher Potts, like he's leaning on a single and, and that's, that's probably a decent strategy because it's just like, you get to a point in this race where you're like, I've got to take a stand. I've got to take a stand with the horse because it's like it, it feels pretty top heavy. Whether it be Constitute or Midnight Bourbon, Medina, even if you throw in someone like Keep Me in Mind or Unbridled Honor or something, like it's crowded trade. Like it's still going to be relatively chalky unless one of those win. So it it just this this we had a hard time coming up with a way to kind of approach the the betting aspect of this race. Like, how do you look into you know if someone's looking at this race to bet? How do you kind of look at this? Just take a stand with whoever it is and go with it. Kind of, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's like honestly, I, I wouldn't invest a ton in this race even if none of this other shit had happened because it's just kind of weird. You just can't sink your teeth into anybody that's a decent price that you get excited to play. Not only if you're trying to pick, pick a win, but like underneath it's, it's tough, you know, like you're not really excited about any of them. And so then you go, okay, is there a favorite where I can just kind of pound them? 
you're not going to pound concert tour off that Arkansas Derby effort. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to feel good enough. And Medina Spirit, I, I mean, I don't feel good enough about that horse either. So that it's it's really a tough situation. Um, if Midnight Bourbon's odds float up, maybe you just bet a win on him. I think five to one is still a little too short for him. I would rather see like six to eight to one. Um, and I'm afraid he's going to go in the opposite direction because he's going to be the, the logical non-Baffert horse. And I think that that's going to take money. Um, so then you're in a situation where you're just trying to get a crowded trade or a Ron Bauer or a risk taking or a bridal honor to hit the board underneath some of these logical winners. Yeah, I mean, I, if, I, if I'm looking at a price, I'm looking at the four crowded trade. That was one I really wanted to put on top. I just couldn't. That Wood Memorial was so bad, and I'm not a big... Uh, I'm kind of... I'm finally on the on the, the Samich bandwagon where it's like, if they come out of Aqueduct, it's just like, forget it. Like, just, just scratch them out. Because, <laughs> I mean, those horses are just garbage. Um, he, he couldn't beat Brabonic and Dynamic 1 in the Wood Memorial. It's like, come on. Yeah. I mean, he does have the look of a horse that, like for for Chad Brown, you know, we cloud computing. I think it wasn't that uh, that did that kind of kind of jumped out there, find, you know, made a big race in the Preakness. So I mean, it could happen. Um, that's why ten to one looks nice if he stays there. But honestly, I, I'm at the point where I'm just like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride it with with concert tour. I mean, I'm not gonna play a ton. I'm gonna probably use him and like I think going thin here with a few horses and like going deeper in the pick four, because I just don't feel good enough about, and that's like, you don't want to be, my thing. Like I would, my advice would be, you don't want Bob Baffert to beat you here. So don't let him, you know, don't let what what's happened. Keep you from using one of his horses or both of his horses or whatever. However, if you like them, look at the paper, see if you like them, what you think and forget what's happened because that would be the worst if, if you miss a cash in a pick four ticket and you get to this leg and, and just because you didn't use Bob Baffert. That would Especially just when there's prices that could be had in the three races or four races, whether you play pick four, pick five before it. Like, this isn't really a race that you need to create a lot of value, if you, you know, because I think you're going to get value on some of these other races. All right, final question I want to ask you. We're both picking. Uh, you're, we're we're both picking. I'm picking Constitute. You're picking Midnight Bourbon on top. But final question: Who is the one horse that intrigues you the most that might be running like making a big run late? You know, that coming from the clouds, making a big run up for second, up for third, whatever. Who's that one horse that you keep kind of going back to? So none of them. I mean, nope. You gotta I, give me an answer. I. Listen, like people are like, yeah, keep me in mind. Uh, sixth, fifth, eighth, not or seventh, not any, not even close any time this year. I, I don't know. Like, like, oh, he, he, he made a run in the Derby, did he? Uh, not really. I, I don't know. I, I don't really like him. I, listen, I, I don't really like Ron Bauer, but he did kind of point for this race. He's fresh. He didn't run awful in the bluegrass. Maybe he gets up for like third, but he's not great. You know, none of these horses are great. They're going to run late. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I know you know this, but I, I like unbridled honor uh, underneath. Yeah. I think this horse, he just, he, I mean, it's not like he's been great. The Tampa Bay was, you know, and obviously, 
his odds have shown that he's not been heavily bet on either of his last two races. But, you know, Todd, man, he's just got, he's got, he's training lights out right now and he's got these three-year-olds running great. And obviously uh, we saw his in the Peter Pan. So you got to think that this horse is going to, I mean, he's here for a reason. So I think if he kind of continues that from, you know, that from the Tampa to Lexington to here, um, I could see him running up for second or third. It wouldn't be shocking, especially at 15 to one gets Leah Saez to ride. I like that uh, so for sure as well. He, you picked him, and I don't hate it. And I think that in itself shows you how bad this field is. And again, I'm not hating the pick because I like it. Like you gotta, I think he has a shot. This is a horse that finished seven lengths behind helium. And then two yeah. and three, two and three, he would now he ran okay in Lexington. Don't get me wrong. Two and three quarter lengths behind King Fury. And we're saying, yeah, he has a shot to hit the board in the Preakness. In a normal Preakness, this horse should not be anywhere near the top three, right? Yep. And that's part of the reason why we had such a hard time coming up with like, you know, we wanted to come up with like some crazy creative try, you know, similar to what we do in the Derby. But it's like, this has a really good chance of being like Medina Midnight Concert. And then it just becomes super chalky and you invest $60 or whatever into your try and you get lucky if you even get that back. Two, two races ago, not two years ago, not last year, not as a two-year-old, two races ago, hidden stash (laughs) by six links. Yeah. Keep it coming, man. Hey, furthermore, if you like risk taking, like Verbonic just beat the shit out of this horse last time out. Dynamic one. Um, like you said, super stock, super stock beat concert tour. <laughs> I mean, it's like the list goes on and to be, and to be honest, and to be honest, the only horse in this field that you can't make that case for Medina spirit. You just can't when he loses, he loses to rock your world. That freak that day, or he loses the life is good. He loses the life is good again. You know what I mean? Like when he loses, he's losing to like really good horses or really good performances. And, He's the only horse in this field that you can say that about. So take that for what it's worth. If he runs his race, he's going to be awful tough to beat. I'm going to take the other Baffert. You're taking Asmussen here to win it. Number five, Midnight Bourbon. Preakness on Saturday. Check it out. God, that was the worst line. Check it out. <laughs> Time for a Fire presented by the Inside Trek to the 2021 Preakness Stakes. That's right. That's coming up this weekend. Get this 2021-21 page. Wager guide, that's perfect, right? I'm playing that. Uh, 2021 Preakness Stakes Wager Guide features in-depth analysis of all 10 stakes on the card, including the $1 million Preakness Stakes. That's not all. Along with all all those stakes races, get the uh, race-by-race analysis, betting suggestions, and multi-race plays for the entire day. It also will include the bankroll guide. We've been killing the bankroll article three straight times. We've had over 50% ROI. I think the average is close to 60% ROI on that guide. You can bet... Exactly how we're bet. We bet them. We actually bet every one of those tickets that you see. You can bet along with this. It's only available in the guide. How we're betting the entire Preakness card. Make sure you check that out. Also, you'll get top four consistent plays from the guys over at RacingDudes.com. Go to RacingDudes.com right now to grab your copy. All right, let's do it the uh, the good old fashioned way, Halterman. What do you say? We got three. We'll pick three races each. We might we might double up on these. I have I have no idea who you're going with, but let's. We're going to do most likely winner, our best value, and most excited, but we have different names for those. But coming up, let's give you... Let's, what do you want to do? Well, you want to do the... Let's do the lock that shit up pick of the day. 
What you got? Lock it up. Listen, I'm going to go race three, the chick laying stakes, and I'm going to go to number two, Mighty Mischief, as my lock that shit up pick on the Preakness card. I'm pumped for this horse. Uh, I was in, I was there in person in the Arkansas Derby uh, on Arkansas Derby Day. This horse won a, a nice allowance race by four and a half lengths, just got to the lead, cruised home. Uh, that was coming off a, a great maiden special weight win and time before uh, for this horse at Oakland Park. I, I kind of think this is Aspuson's next big horse, so to speak, as far as a sprinter. Um, I, I like him better than the stablemate Jackson Traveler, and I like Jackson Traveler, but I think Mighty Mischief has more upside. So number two, Mighty Mischief in the third race, the Chick Lane States. Hey, there we go. First double up. That's mine as well. Um, you know, honestly, I handicapped this before the odds came out and I I was like, I like, I, I kind of thought, because I thought that performance was really good that day too. Um, so I kind of thought this horse might be the favorite over Jackson Traveler. When I saw four to five over five to two, I was like, hello, mm -hmm. five to two on this horse. I love this horse here. So obviously this is a big play for us um, in the guide, but five to two. He, and I mean, you really, really see in this segment here, the lock that shit up pick of five to two horse. So this is going to be, Kind of a big start, hopefully a big start to the day. Race three, uh, love this horse. Mighty Mischief, you said it all. I think this is, uh, you know, I think this horse is gonna be really tough to catch. So I like this horse a lot here. Um, all right, let's go. What do you wanna do? You tell me, you make it, you tell me. I'll put the, I'll put it up. Um, let's do the race we're most excited for. All right, you didn't say it the right way, but this so excited I get wood, Memorial. Race of the week. We talked about the Wooden Warrior a little bit ago. What do you got? I'm really excited for race six, the Gallaret. I'm very excited to see Mean Mary back in action uh, in the Gallaret. I, I really like Mean Mary. I, 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 you know, we got to see her, um, you know, take on Rushing Fall, uh, you know, in a, in a classic race, the Diana at Saratoga last year, you know, ran in that Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf, such a really uh, tough race that last year, really good race. Got seventh, but only got beat two and a half. Um, you know, won the New York at Belmont last year. I like Mean Mary. I'm excited that she's back. Um, but I think this is going to be a good race. It's sneaky good. Like, Flighty Lady for Chad Brown is very good as well. Uh, so I think it could be a situa situation where Mean Mary's ahead and Flighty Lady's kind of kind of running late. So I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we're on the same page with this one. We, 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 I think we might have flip flopped a little bit on who we like, but I like Flighty Lady. Uh, but I'm definitely excited to see Mean Mary back. I just, I think this is going to be a fun race. Like you obviously got to think that Mean Mary will be on the lead. Uh, she's shown that in the past, and you got to think Great Eye or uh, uh, Flighty Lady is the horse. You know, obviously this new shooter, so to speak, for Chad Brown. We know we've seen it all the time when one of his horses gets hot on the turf, and obviously debuted really well. Seems like a horse is going to be kind of trying to come to get me Mary late. So it seems like we might see maybe not like a Colonel Liam, uh, you know, type of uh, effort there where we, you know, that huge stretch run we saw at Churchill Downs. But, uh, you know, this could, this could be a fun little stretch run on the turf, and especially early in the card. So I'm with you. I like this, uh, I like this race a lot, too. I went with the, let's see, what race is that? Race 12. The dinner party stakes. This is the race right before, and no shocker that you and I both went on the turf. Uh, this is the race right before the Preakness. This one just looks like it's going to be a ton of fun because you have a couple Chad Browns. 
because you have Maker in here with some like a hot brown who I'm picking to win the race. I just like I, I he gets Jose Ortiz. I think this horse is gonna try to go gate to wire like the horse has been able to do in the past. And you know, looking back, you know, our conversation last night, we easily talked about this race probably the longest because we were we were so intrigued by these couple of these runners in here and how to best play it. And really the Chad Browns are, are super interesting to me. Uh, the Kuramata, obviously Sacred Life being the chalky horse, but I wouldn't sleep on the other Chad Brown either. And obviously having a price at four to one, not a huge price, but some like a hot brown, drawing the rail, getting Jose, gonna try to make a run at it here. I, I think this race is sneaky gonna be really good. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, I, I think there's a lot of options you could go here. Uh, I, I think Chad's got him by like over the barrel, kind of, so to speak. But if the Chad Browns don't win, then it gets wild. Uh, you know, something like a hot Brown could win. English B could win. Uh, you know, uh, bye bye Melvin could win. It, 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 to me, you either take a stand or you almost play them all here uh it's 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 a very tough race I, i'm excited for this one too I, this is gonna be a fun one yeah it, it could be a nice day uh, right for chad mm -hmm. brown especially going into here he's got some turf runners he obviously has uh, a couple in the preakness it could be a big day for chad brown all right let's hear it your final one that making it rain long shot pick of the day what you got yeah i'm gonna go to race 10 the jim mckay turf sprint stakes i'm gonna go number five hollis at six to one i, I just think this horse uh it gets a huge rider upgrade and that's really nothing against the riders that have been on hollis lately but I read Ortiz Jr., a little bit different category as these other ones. Um, I can trust him in the situation where, you know, if the pace gets real hot, Hollis might be able to sit off with Irad. Or, you know, if the pace is not so bad, maybe Irad just takes him to the front and tries to go gate to wire. So I think it's 6-1. to one, He's definitely worth the play. I think you're going to get a pretty around that number because there's a lot of other ways you can go here. 13 horses sprinting on the turf. Usually you don't have any trouble getting a price. So number five, Hollis for me. Yeah, I'm having some, I'm having some issues with myself on this one because I that's one horse I didn't use in my top four. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, I knew that because we talked about this race last night and I, ever since then, I'm, you know, knowing how much you like this horse, I'm, I'm frustrated that, so we, 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 we definitely used them. Um, you wouldn't let me not use them, so I'm glad that we did now. But in my top four, this might be the one that I uh, I get knocked out on. But I, I I like the critical lane here quite a bit as well. Um, so I think this is I think this is going to be a fun race. But I, you know I had a hard time because I, even though I have some mid priced horses, I didn't have a ton of like high priced horses. And really the only one that I come up with here that I think has a big time shot is the three horse in race eight, the James W. Murphy Stakes. That's number three, Chasm. Uh, chasm for uh, maker Luis Saez jumps on board and I mean this one to me just kind of smells like one of those like Mike Maker on the turf kind of long shot horses that runs a huge race like out of door is gonna scratch that was my fear but you passed him when you scratch him out I mean these horses are all kind of the same I mean they're all running mid to high 70 buyers I mean, they're all kind of right there. I don't necessarily think this is out of the reach for Ka for Chasm to uh, uh, to win here. You know, he he's 
going to be up against it, considering he's never like won a big time race. He's and he actually hasn't ran uh, or hasn't won since uh, since earlier this year. And he's ran some good races three in a row where he's ran good races, just hasn't quite broke through. Gets Leah Sias back, who I like the fact that he comes back to ride this horse. Gets Lasix back as well, mind you. I thought that was a very important thing because this horse ran three really good races on Lasix, came off of them, still ran okay, didn't win. I like that he gets them back. I think that's gonna be a huge thing as well. So Chasm at eight to one, I like it. Yeah, definitely a horse I used. Um, I, I don't know, I was a little disappointed in myself. I went TD dance in the race. But it's like, yeah, you could have been a little more creative than that. But um, I just think the pace sets up pretty well for the worst. But it sets up well for Chasm, too. So I do think one of the, those second or third tier horses will win here. I don't think you're going to see a gate-to-wire winner. Um, but um, I'm kind of with you. I, 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 I thought about Chasm for a long time. I think it's a good pick. Actually, I think I had, uh, I want to say I had Charles Chrome. I have Charles Chrome second. So I've got two, eight, I got eight to, eight to ones, you know, exact as yeah. box those up. <laughs> Why Shit, not? man. Um, but no, I mean, those are both, uh, I think the, like I'm kind of with, this is that kind of race for me. I use TD dance, but not, uh, not obviously on top. I just, just kind of has this race kind of, to me, looks like a race, especially once you throw out a door out. I was so relieved when outdoor went out <laughs> because it was just like, I didn't, I, I couldn't I didn't want to use him but at the same time it's like super classy horse right um I just saw the distance might be just a touch too long and and whenever the, the news came out that uh that he was gonna scratch I was like yes <laughs> um that makes my life easier so uh I like number three chasm for my making a rain long shot pick of the day so all the time we have, check us out at racedudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our handicap products page with the products link at the main menu at racedudes.com to learn more. Just gotta click that big ass button at the top menu to get premium and you can get all our premium picks. Somo bombs, rockets, uh, of course the guys out there, that's where you go get the guide uh, right now for the Preakness, go get that. You get premium selections for every track running in America, Halterman's got those covered. So anything you want premium related, go over there to racedudes.com and get your uh, product. You also, of course, have free products or free uh, picks for every track running as well. So if you're just looking to play some free win picks, we got those covered as well. The 2021 Preakness Stakes Wagering Guide is now available. Subscribe to Race Dudes Premium. Get that absolute for free, or you purchase that individually. Subscribe to Race Dudes Premium today, and you'll get the Preakness Stakes and Belmont Stakes Wagering Guide coming up for free. Because if you have an active subscription, you get any wagering guide we push out for free. So any active subscription will run you through the Belmont Stakes. RaceDudes.com is your destination site for all free horse racing picks. So make sure to check us out. We're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, listen to us on all your major uh, you know, podcast platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, the website, of course, RacingDudes.com. Make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show. Uh, they had Alterman. Alterman was on there with Samich and Magic, so you want to see his return. And they covered the Preakness Day late pick four. So if you want to kind of get their insight on how to play that pick four, um, who Samich likes, who Magic likes. I don't know, Magic, Magic just hosted it, right? So who, who yeah. Samich likes, who Alterman likes, uh, as far as tickets go, make sure you tune into the Magic Mike show to get more information on that. Um, let's see. Any final questions? We want to answer any questions anyone of y'all got. Uh, seriously, they should move the Preakness to Sydney. <laughs> you need a... I don't know about that. Uh, no, don't think they can do that. 
Uh, I wish. Wasn't it Laurel? Was that the talk they were going to move it to for a while? Yeah, Laurel is is where they would move it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sleepy Eyes Todd finishing third at Fawner. Does that that really happen? Yeah, that happened. He he went back to defend his title and ran third. Um, I don't have it. I guess when you go to like Pegasus and Saudi and Dubai and then Fawner, I guess you know it. He's tired. It would be my only, only yeah. guess. I thought he would romp just because it's Fawner, but wasn't he, good. He's a horse to me that is a great example of just like they they got they kind of they figured him out a little bit. He started running some big races, and then they just started jumping him into every single biggest race they possibly could instead of like getting him there or maybe even realizing, okay, he's not Pegasus good or whatever. You know, he's not saudi good mm-hmm. instead they're like oh we've got this great horse we're gonna this is our only opportunity to ever run them like this let's run them and it's like well you ruined them i mean is you can't even win at fonder park i mean halterman could win at fonder park right now i think so silvermaker could win at fonder park <laughs> well that's true story. Oh. <laughs> so uh all right uh yeah of course we may, i think we haven't locked it up but there probably will be a uh Live stream this Saturday for the Preakness, probably covering the last bit of that car, of course, into the Preakness. Uh, and if you want to get our thoughts, Halterman and I will be on uh, Mad Dog Sports, Sirius XM. I think it's like 82, I want to say off the top of my head. Um, we'll be on before the Preakness and after the Preakness, talking about, uh, of course, what we thought, what you know, what we think and what we saw. So we'll be on there. Uh, so if you want to get more information, you've got XM, make sure you tune in for that. You're going to get a lot of us. No. Do you know like specific time that we're going to be on yet? Uh, I do. Hang on. Um, we are going to be on five fifteen central until the race, which I think is like at five forty seven or something like that. Um, yeah. And then we'll be on from six to six thirty post race. Cool. Central. Those are central times. So cool. Cool. Make sure you uh, tune in for that. Um, we'll be together. Halsper and I will be together. So that'll be kind mm-hmm. of. It's always more fun. When we're together and can you know get mad together or celebrate together and hug together and you know do all the, you know Halterman always likes to hug it out i don't it's weird to me but uh it's good that you know i'm always like social distancing oh blues are down three zero win seven three no, they won oh okay yeah <laughs> when did when do uh when do the playoffs start monday night for the blues okay they're gonna play colorado or vegas in the first round Vegas. Let's, you better hope it's not Vegas. Oh uh, yeah, well they can't beat either either one of them. So this year, <laughs> let's see uh, what's a what's a Colorado score, Samich? Do you have it? Because that hinges on <laughs> who we play. Uh, let's see. I'm looking it up here. Colorado three, three, three one. Uh, LA one. Yeah, we're gonna play Colorado. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, for those that don't know, like really the one of the bigger things that uh, really that the joke the joke is like when Samich emailed us years ago to kind of like introduce himself and he's a fan or whatever. It was like he used blues in like the t- text and Halterman. The joke is it's like that that's the only reason we ever responded was because you got you hooked us by saying blues. We and honestly we probably had the conversation was like, well Halterman, you can respond to this guy because he likes the blues. So <laughs> that's, that's probably how it went. I think that's what happened, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man! So there you go. If you ever, if you ever like want to, if you ever want to get a response from one of us, just bring in the Chiefs or bring in the Blues or whatever, and we'll guarantee yeah. respond respond to you because we can't help ourselves. So yeah. Um, what's the email sure. to purchase a Phillies like a Fast and Firm T-shirt? Staking it. Okay. Well, um, you can send us an email at contact at Racing Dudes, and uh, we'll get you one sent out. Um, we had to take those off because of the Karens of the world. I'm at the point where it's like. We should bring them back, but yeah, uh, I don't. Think, I don't think they're a big problem anymore compared <laughs> to the other problems. <laughs> we definitely need the Baffert shirts, like that have like the clown nose, like Barcel does, uh, um, of uh, the Pre or of uh, Goodell. Um, yeah, we, we need one of those for sure. For but, sure. Uh, all right, that's all the time we have. Uh, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. Good luck in the Preakness. We'll see you guys Saturday. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs> this guy's got a shot.